All right, everybody, welcome to episode 30 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Efra Castro. And this week, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. We're going to talk about free agency in the NBA. And we're going to talk about uh, Wonder Woman getting moved uh, out of theaters and onto streaming platforms. But first... start with what we've been watching and uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and open up with mine because mm-hmm. uh, there's not much to it but I've just been watching more of that fire force anime I was telling you about and uh, it's been coming along pretty nicely nice. um, had a couple uh, really well done action scenes and the story's picking up a little bit so mm-hmm. um, definitely into that but uh but other than that um, you sent me a link to something you had been watching uh, I think near the middle of this past week yeah yeah yeah, so, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to, and, and again, if I sound a little off than usual, um, it's because I'm not where I usually record, um, I'm, I'm on the road still, so, by next week, definitely I will be back to normal, but... He's on his um, road tour, um, <laughs> hitting locations across the globe. Uh, yeah, with Common, my man. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so, so, I haven't had a chance to start any new shows, I know the last one I mentioned was Ted Lasso, and I I think I mentioned that I finished up uh, Tomb Raider, the uh, Rise of the Tomb Raiders, but I haven't had a chance to start a new show or a new video game. Um, so nothing yeah. new in terms of like a long arching series or anything like that. But this week I did watch something um, that was actually kind of long. It was like 20 minutes and it was a stand-up special by Dave Chappelle. Um, it was called Unforgiven and he actually mm-hmm. published this one on Instagram. Um, so if you go to his Instagram page, you click it, you get two minutes and then you have to go over to Instagram TV, which is in the same app. It's just in a different place. Um, and I don't know if it was on YouTube or not. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, so he posted it on Instagram. Um, and, and even though he has a contract or he has a deal set up with Netflix, he posted it there. And I think we've talked about before about how, you know, if you want to post something right away, whether it's a stand-up special or what have you, it's faster on Instagram or YouTube than it is on Netflix. Because through Netflix, it's not just as easy as you know, hit the upload button. It's like a lot more right. of background shit yeah we um, talked about that with uh hannibal burris a stand-up special because he that, yeah that's right yeah, yeah 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 probably you know i think it takes a lot more time to get those ready and if you're somebody who wants to put it out you know like that you probably want to do it on youtube but um and i think and there is a reason he wanted to do this one but so anyway so this one um it's about um his contract disputes with viacom who owns comedy central um, and Comedy Central has recently been putting Chappelle show on Netflix and a couple of other streaming services, um, which I think he mentions in that, in the special, yeah. he wasn't aware that they were doing. Um, and so I, right. I guess this is why he wants to get this out right away. And so, um, and so, yeah, so he tells, he tells three stories, right. About sort of that all lead up to the point as to why he feels like, or why he knows that he hasn't been paid and, and they're each very interesting. And the first two are more like anecdotal to sort of give you background on the, on the situation. And the last one is him explaining how he came to have the show and sort of how he got screwed out of money and, and, and what he needs people to do now. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's really him. So <laughs> this is a phrase I, I've used a couple of times. Um, and like, I, I use it in varying circumstances. Uh, <laughs> but like, so like the first circumstance I've used it is like, uh, you know, like whenever Kanye has a track where it's just like producing and there's like not really any lyrics or anything, I'm like, this is just Kanye sitting his nuts on the table to let everybody know that he still like mm, makes mm. the best beats, right? Yeah. So this this twenty minute special, which first of all, you sent it to me. It was an Instagram link, right? I clicked on it and it was like Dave Chappelle. It said Unforgiven, and I was like, all right, cool. Let it roll for a minute. I hit pause. That shit said twenty minutes. I was like, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all wildin'. Um, but nah, it was it was good. I watched the whole thing um, while I was at work. Uh, being the productive human I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was him setting his nuts on the table in regards to, like, his influence versus what he got paid, basically. Because I feel that, like, if he had gotten... I mean, it's hard to say, but I feel like if he, he felt like the deal was fair that he had gotten for Chappelle's show, you know, then even as popular as he's now, he probably would have done this. But because he felt he got screwed and he is as popular as he is, he was like, nah, I'm just going to flex on this until, mm-hmm. until I make things happen. And that's what he did. Yeah. So, so without going too into detail into it, so you know, so that way if you wanted to watch it and you haven't seen it yet, um, it's it's like you said, it's basically just him talking about how he kind of got screwed over the Chappelle Show deal. Mm-hmm. And um, how, you know, things still aren't working the way he feels they should. He, you know, mm-hmm. he feels the whole system is unfair in this particular juncture. And, um, you know, he, he... Do you think it'd be fair to say what he ends it on? Because it's kind of the whole point. So, like, like the, his the, final the call. Yeah, 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 where he asks... He asks yeah, like, um, his fans to boycott Chappelle's show. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like um, immediately after he dropped, I saw a bunch of articles where that that was the main point, where they were like, Yo, Chappelle asked people to boycott the show. So I, I don't think it's yeah. like a spoiler or anything. Right. So yeah, he asked everyone to boycott the show. Because he, from what I understand, is not getting compensated at all for it anymore. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and to that extent, Netflix immediately pulled it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. immediately yanked it. Which I, he it sounds like he really really appreciated, um, and I you know and, and the reason I also wanted to talk about this today is because you know we still quote and talk about the show to this day. Yeah, to we, to because we day. literally uh, did what like the, twenty the minutes. Bush. Yeah, yeah, the Black Bush like twenty minutes on like how great that is and how it's like the funniest. I still think it's the funniest skit anybody or is it sketch? I, don't, I think people don't like calling them skits or something. The sketch. It's the funniest sketch that I've ever seen like ever and so i was like we gotta talk about it because we literally just did 20 minutes on it like a couple weeks ago right um and so but the thing is that so like you know he there was a while there where he didn't do any shows didn't do any movies or anything and then he came back and started doing stand-up specials with uh, netflix and i think he has like three or four maybe at this point Um, i don't know they all run together yeah, right? like, like they're all like weird. They don't really have like any build up. They just kind of fucking drop, and then like there was like one that was two of them released at the same time, but yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. were two different specials in two different locations, but they yeah. dropped on the same day, and like they were considered like two episodes. Like you click on it on Netflix, and it would be both of them, 
Mm-hmm. So like I, I don't I don't know what the fuck goes on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Did you watch any of them? I, I, yeah, I actually watched. Mm, I was gonna say all, but I'm not positive. I've definitely watched. If there's four of them, I think I've watched three. Okay. And if there's three, I do think I watched all of them. But okay, okay, yeah, because I I haven't watched any of them, um, like at all. Um, and I I used to watch his. I, well, I think I mentioned this before that I used to watch stand up like all the time when I was a kid. And I haven't done a long time, even though Netflix has sort of become the home of stand-up. Where, yeah, they've you know, taken that market over. Yeah, from HBO. Because HBO used to be like the place you'd be like, oh, dude, you got an HBO special. Like, that was like the, the thing. Right. And now it's like, oh, you know, Netflix gave you $50 million for an hour? That's nuts, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, for some reason, I just haven't had a chance to watch his. Um, I think the only one I've watched in the last... Was, was that too loud? No, no. It's, okay. It's, uh the only one i've watched uh is what was her name i forget her name ellie wong and i watched her two specials on there because we went to see her in concert but i don't think i've watched anybody oh, okay. else's yeah i've watched i've watched a lot of just comedy specials it's like one of my favorite things to watch so mm-hmm. anytime i see one on netflix that's by the same by the people i enjoy watching i usually will stop and, and listen to it Mm. yeah and so but the, the thing that i caught with this one immediately was um which I, I know it's probably common knowledge but how good of a storyteller he is and i know that's sort of always been the case but you know i've seen his old ones from like the early 2000s and it seemed like those were much more rapid fire whereas now he seems more uh, methodical more like exact like he goes you know he says exactly when he should do it exactly how to say it um he lets it breathe he, yeah, lets, he lets everything breathe. breathe a lot um, yeah which which you know listening to i've listened to a lot of or watched a lot of comedy specials and listened to a lot of comedians talk about doing comedy and they say that's like actually one of the hardest things to do in comedy is to like not just move from one joke to the next to be comfortable in that gap you leave because the thing is is that gap could be what murders you like that (laughs) gap could be what goes from like okay, we're getting through it, and then someone's like, really? Like, we're giving this much time to this joke? But, like, right. you know, obviously your better comedians are, like, more comfortable sitting in those awkward periods of silence yeah. um, to let the next thing build. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, when I used to watch them, I, I loved sort of, you know, the guys that went rapid fire, but they didn't, they knew on what to linger, and they knew on what not to linger. Like, I loved um, George Carlin stuff when I was growing up, and, and right. even Dave Chappelle's early stuff, the ones that I've mentioned before, the two specials, I think he had two or three specials with HBO, I used to watch all the time. Like, I remember to this day the one where he's wearing the blue shirt. You know which one I'm talking yeah. about? Yep. Yeah. Hey, baby, baby, get the fuck out of the corner. It's on the crack. <laughs> or is it something like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. There's another, there's a thing that I constantly use whenever someone says something ridiculous. Like, there in one of his specials, he has this bit where he's talking about how, like, he's like, he was at... It might have been like a buffet. No, it's like he's at a buffet and he's like, he's grabbing the fried chicken and he plays the voice of some like racist country dude. He's like, Mm -hmm. come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. And so like anytime (laughs) someone does something ridiculous and like where they should have known better, I'm like, come on, buddy. Because the part he starts off right after is like, everybody knew when you walked in, you was going to get the chicken. (laughs) It just kills me so much. Because then his next line is like, I thought I liked fried chicken because of the taste. Come to find out, I'm predisposed to liking fried chicken. (laughs) like Every time someone does something stupid, I'm like, come on, buddy. (laughs) I was still in Sydney this week about the Ja Rule thing. The Ja Rule line. Because I was telling her, I was like, did you know that on Twitter, anytime Ja Rule says anything that isn't like... 
anytime that he says anything about anything that isn't like, hey, here's, here's new music or here's my concert or like, man, this was a great time when I did this song. If he says anything, whether it's, hey, I think this Carolina Notre Dame game's good. People will quote tweet it and put that clip of him being like, nobody wants to give a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at this time right now, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I found it. I, I told, I went through his Ja Rule's tweets and I found one where he talks something like that. And then you can see people's quote tweets. And I clicked on the quote tweets and literally all of them is that clip. It's like, nobody gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. God, it's perfect. Um, but yeah, uh, so he he's one of the best at doing it, and it's yeah. it's funny because he's actually come under a lot of fire, uh, kind of lately from um, the LGBTQ mm. community because he's had a couple iffy jokes, um, and by iffy jokes I mean bad. Um, they're actually yeah. so you haven't watched them, but like no. Uh-uh. So I read an article that was talking about this special, the the twenty minute special, right? Mm. And it was saying this whole special is extremely ironic. Because it's him talking about how he, and, and, and you know, a comedian picks their words super carefully. You know what I mean? Like they, literally a comedian goes through just changing small, like, ways they phrase things just to see what lands the best. So, like, it's never an accident what words they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, like, Dave Chappelle says, like, I wanted Netflix to take this down because it makes me feel bad. Like, like he's like he specifically says because it makes me feel bad, and mm. then he specifically says because it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Like, like in, in multiple things, and they're like this right. whole thing. Like, people in the trans community have been coming at you, and you've been like, "Fuck you!" It's just jokes. But their whole point is that it just doesn't feel good. Like, it right. makes me feel bad. And people are like, "This is the most ironic thing ever." That like, as good as this is, like how can you not see this from the other perspective? <laughs> right. It's like you asking us to be the most emp- empathetic we can be toward you in your situation. Right. And um, the thing is, is we are like yeah, we everyone are, yeah. that watched that is like, yeah, you did get screwed. That's not fair. Like you regardless, like I think people even understand like, look, sometimes, yo, like Scotty Pippen, sometimes you sign the contract and it's like, bro, you knew what was bad. You know what yes. I mean? Like, like you, you, you made that decision. You can't go back on it now. But, like, at a certain point, it's like your name is on the show. It's kind of shitty for you not to get paid. You know what I mean? Right. It's a little like, bit of It'd be like yeah. if they were called, like, the Chicago Scotty Pippins. And then you were like, he was like, I want to get paid. And they were like, no, you signed the shitty contract. Like, yes. It's yes. like, like the Scotty Pippins. Like, like, it's so hard, right? Because it, it's, it's, so he makes millions. He made a shit ton of money on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of like, yes. I want you to get paid because you are worth that money because that show is still so popular and it was huge for Comedy Central and you made billion, million, you know, you made millionaires even more millions, right? Right. But you not getting that money isn't the most pressing issue right now because you're already a millionaire, right? And he right. tells the story about that guy playing the cards on the street, right? And he's like, don't you yeah. ever come between me and my money again. And I would say that's more important because that dude probably doesn't make a lot of money. So... You know, right. So it, it's it's hard because like I do care and I do want him to get his money, but then also, it's not the most pressing matter. But then again, you could say that about anything. You'd be like, well, that's not the most pressing thing. Right. right. I think the reason for me why, like I said, this, this feels like I, like I do think it is shitty is just because like it's literally named the Chappelle Show. It's not like <clears throat> he was the host and he did the skits, but the show was called like Comedy Central Sketch Hour. You know what I mean? Right, like like right. it's like literally like his face. His name, like the whole thing, is just him. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's yeah. not. 
it's like not like um like Eddie Murphy when he saved SNL, right? Right. Like there was like three seasons where Eddie Murphy like carried like the whole show like Atlas, but then you know it's like it's not it's the still same. SNL. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not the Eddie Murphy show on Saturday nights. Um, so like it's like you know it it is what it is. But this one felt shitty because his name was on it. But what's funny is like. And this isn't like super relevant, but like I just brought it up to bring up this because this is like a, a thought I've had for a while. And, and so you haven't watched any of those Netflix specials from Dave Chappelle, correct? No. All right. So the big first joke that got him in trouble was that he says, um, uh, like with, you know, the trans community and a lot of people in general, mm-hmm. um, was that his joke is that like he gets like the LGB part of that but he's like they're all sitting in the car and i'm like what the fuck's up with these t's over here right Mm. and like then people went after him and like his whole thing is like it's a fucking joke blah 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 but what i think the reason we that people don't find that joke like people get mad about that joke myself included is because the joke's not good it's not even about the fact that it's about trans people it's that it's not even a good joke it's not an original joke mm-hmm. it's not a unique thought on the situation and i've noticed that a lot with like even comedians that i like like bill burr has done a joke where he's just like kind of riffing on like gay people in the trans community and the thing is like i i get the feeling that bill burr's pretty liberal mm-hmm. um but like he's still like what what I wonder is that they're in, like, the biggest comedy scene is in Los Angeles, which is extremely liberal, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're just not aware of, like, standard, I don't know if what's, dialogue's not the right word, but, like, standard things that are said about that community because they're in such a liberal area. Yeah, because, like, like, nobody's, some, uh, some, like, some of the jokes they say, I'm like, Dude, I heard some racist guy at the gas station say that, like, last week. It's not even funny or original. But, like, I wonder if because they're so isolated in that bubble of, like, extremely liberal people that, like, this is a new take that nobody's ever thought of. And I'm like, bro, I heard mm-hmm. that from some some old hillbilly down the road. <laughs> it's, 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 I've always thought, yes, I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think they, they like, because they're, like, always around the same people that they kind of go, well, you know, hey, guys, this new idea. Have you guys thought about this? Because... It's like, yes, people actually get killed constantly. <laughs> right. right. And so... Um, <clears throat> and it's the same thing with the the Kevin Hart thing. Because, like, the, <coughs> well, the Kevin Hart thing was even more different because all people asked from him was an apology. Like, because yeah. the joke mm-hmm. was old. And they're like, could you please apologize? And he was like, I'm not apologizing for shit. And, and he's like, like, dude, well, you're, you're, you're literally going to lose your dream job of the Oscars if you don't like, apologize. He's like, I don't care. I'm not fucking just, Kevin Hart. Just, like, apologize is not a big deal. Like, here's the thing is... And the one time he made the apology, it was like some weird, like beating around the bush, like half-assed, like like why are you doing this? Just, <laughs> here's the deal: is I think people would have been even like his whole point was like it's a joke I made ten years ago or whatever, right? Mm. I think people would have accepted that if you'd have been like, you know, I've grown in the past ten years. I realize that's not funny, you yeah. know, or like not funny anymore. That it has negative connotations to it or real life you know, connotations to it that, that people go through every day and right. you know, like, you can just say that. And the thing is, is people will just forgive the joke. Yes. Eddie Murphy yeah. has the worst 
worst, worst section of jokes about gay people with AIDS in one of his specials of all time. And people don't talk about it anymore because he just moved on. He was like, no, my bad. <laughs> like, Man, like, it's just you, not a, my bad. Like, times you apologize. Different. I apologize. People, yeah, people will, will, will if you like are sincere, They're not going to necessarily, I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, well, that joke's funny now. You know what I mean? Like, they may say that joke sucks from now to the end of time. But at least they're not going to hold you over the fire for it because you legitimately apologized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. And, and not like a half-assed around the bush apology. We're just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I was insensitive to what you're going through and that was a mistake. You know, like, That's all I, I like, think that they want. Like, Not the shitty like, um, oh, I, I'm sorry you got offended. It's like, no, right. that's, not, that's not an apology. You're just, that, that's not what shit. it is. Yeah. And I, I've always thought this, even from when I was a kid, and I noticed stand-up specials getting worse for comedians that did better. I think the two things, the two careers, the two talent fields, where the more successful you get, the less good you are in your field, are comedy, stand-up comedy, and hip-hop. I think both of those, you the authenticity disappears, and I think both of those hinge so much on being authentic um, for different reasons. But I think both of those hinge on, on being authentic so much that the moment you start to do really well, you get money, you know, you move on. It's sort of hard to make good albums about, you know, being rich or whatever, right? So, like, if you're a stand-up comedian and you tell stories about everyday life or not even just situations, if you get rich, you sort of don't know what to talk about. Like, Chris Rock, I remember I used to love his um, Bigger and Blacker one from, like, right. years ago, like, 96, like, right? And then he did another one, like, in 2012, and I, or, like, 2008 or something, and I remember watching being like, you're talking about stuff that I can't connect with. Like, he's talking about being rich, and I'm like, okay, cool, like, I, I, I can kind of get it from what you're explaining it to me, but it's not the same as, like, growing up poor or growing, you know, situations where that I just have no scope for. And I feel like that's the same for hip-hop, hip-hop as well, where, like, you know, um, Kendrick can give us... Um, uh, good kid, Mad City, and I, you know, I don't live in the, in the situations that he describes, but I, I, I remember, you know, being in high school, you know, being a, you know, wanting to get with girls, you know, being in competition, not knowing, not being unsure of yourself as you're growing up. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like Damn, where you explain to me, you know, how you're afraid that you're gonna lose your money, I can, it clicks with me, and I get it, but I don't, it's not, I can't connect to it. There's like a stop where I can't connect to it anymore, right? See, I. <sighs> I think I agree with your overall point, but maybe not necessarily the reasons. Like, I I think I agree that, like, those two mediums um, do suffer more as people get more popular. But I I think it's because, to me, in my opinion, I think it's more because those things require, like, in the case of comedy, like, unique perspectives on... Things that kind of happen all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like, like mm-hmm. a weird take on something that happens all the time. Um, and, and so, like, I think the issue is is that, like, as, as you become more popular, I think you're spending less time thinking about those things, getting unique perspectives on them, and more about handling your business. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, I, like handling your money, making sure you're putting stuff out when it's supposed to come, you know, like touring, all that, and, and like... There are plenty of comedians that still, to this day, I think, do it fine. Like, even the Bill Burr thing, like, that one section of jokes where I was like, this isn't great, was, like, 10, 15 minutes. But then the other 40 minutes were, like, legitimately good. Like, as good as his older stuff, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think certain people can still do it. And I think, to your point, like, whereas maybe you felt a disconnect with them, but I think we can all 
agree that like Kendrick, as he's gotten more popular, has not gotten worse. Like you know what I mean? Like Good Kid, Mad no, City, no. To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn are all distinctly different, but they're all still of high quality. Where we can look at someone like, really even Jay Z, where it's like, at a certain point he was like, I'm just gonna keep, I'm just pumping shit out for money at this point. I think you know right. what I mean? Like, like. Yeah, maybe Kendrick was a bad example. I guess I should have said, who's somebody that I think was really good, and then they just, like, I was like, I love the early stuff, I love when they talk about real stuff, and then they just ended up talking about bullshit. I guess Drake. Kanye. Drake. Well, the, well, the, well, the thing with Kanye, I was like, I was going to say Kanye, but then, like, you know, Twisted Fantasy, he's at the top of the world, or he's, like, somebody who's already been there, and he, you know, kills it. I guess maybe, maybe yeah, Jay-Z. But see, like, even it, Twisted Fantasy, though, is still, like, and to me, that's more of an example of how it's not necessarily just because you're on top of the world. I think it's that you start putting less thought into what you're doing and more thought into all these other things around you. Because right. my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is a singular pointed, like he was doing that and that's all he was doing. He was in Hawaii. No one was around him. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, this, all he was focused on 24 hours a day, every day. But then like you got Life of Pablo and he was like all over the fucking place. And then you have... Yeah. Uh, what was that album right after Life of Pablo? Was it just Ye? Yay? Yay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Yay was like the most rushed, like garbage put together thing yeah. ever, and the album turned out like that because he had a million other fucking things he's trying to do, and yeah. so like I think that's what happens like with yeah. comedy and with rap is that like people got they get too much other shit going on, and like while I can understand why that happens, it just hurts like your craft. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and I mean, and I don't really mean like in terms of like the the work they put in it. I just mean like the, the themes of like twisted fantasy. Like, I well, like you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But like uh, college dropout, what he talks about there is stuff that everybody has to deal with, right? When he talks about uh, spaceships, right, and being on that shitty shift with a job you hate, right? That that will always be much more universal, and you'll click to it much more. Or even um, family business. You click to it so much more than something like, you know, um, so appalled, right? Or whatever, you know, where he talks about dating models and you know, fell in love with a porn star, right? Even though that's great and it is, and you do click with it on a very basic level, it's not as empathetic. It's not as, as, as close to the ground. I agree, you know, but I think you could still look at their work and say, like, that is, like, I would still say that's a better album. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, think yeah, that yeah, it got yeah. worse because he was more popular. Yeah, and that's why I said I I, I don't I didn't want to use him as an example because I feel like the other one he managed to break that trend. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Maybe like Drake. Yeah, I guess like Drake. Like early stuff, he's a like relationship, and you can click with it, and like you know, sort of uh, being growing up. But then you get to something like Scorpion, or even some parts of Views, and he's just talking about how fucking rich he is, and I'm like, that's cool. Like you know, I'm I'm there with you with like controller and stuff but then some of the stuff i'm like well dude like i don't know what you're talking about but i like it you know it sounds yeah. great but i'm like mm, like cool you have a giant compound and like you know you know I'm, I'm with you drake but like you're gonna have to give me something eventually because right you, you know you're gonna right. be 45 talking about <laughs> your compound <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I guess, I guess i could see that yeah I, I think i think there's a few things that go into it now that you know i, I get what you're saying i think it works um yeah. But yeah, I, I, and I think, do think comedy also probably comes from that. And I, and I do think that's why you see a lot of your, I think comedians that still do extremely well are, are, are guys that kind of just, like, 
do just regular shit. Like, even though they have money, like, they're just kind of still doing regular shit. You know what I mean? They're, they're not talking about how they're fucking living in a mansion. You know what I mean? They're like, right. oh, I was fucking... Like, a good comedy bit is, like, I was rolling into X store and this random customer does dumb shit. Because even still, as rich as you may be, if you went to the place and experienced this, we all have been in that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah like Bill Burr. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, like Bill, like, I, I've listened to some podcasts of Bill Burr. I feel like the only thing Bill Burr does now is that, like, he, he likes to try and fly, like, helicopters. But he doesn't even fly, like, the fucking advanced one. He flies, like, little shitty helicopters. So like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, fuck it. Um... But yeah, and so, see, you know what? Well, fuck it, fuck it. All right, I flew the helicopter. I said, "Fuck it." That's a pretty good impersonation. God, great for my impersonation. Fuck you, Philadelphia. God, that's one of my favorite rants of all time. You've seen that, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, God, he's, God, he says, uh, God, I think Joe Frazier's from Philadelphia, and he's like. Y'all, y'all racist fucks could have had Joe Frazier on a fucking statue and decided you, instead you decided to put some five foot two fucking fake Italian short piece of <laughs> shit. Like, uh, oh God, if anyone has a chance, please just go on YouTube and look up Bill Burr's rant against Philly. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the slight bit of context is just that like, it was a horrible venue. Like, comedy's usually done at night. It was done in, like, a giant open venue. And it was, like, mm-hmm. the middle of the day. So, like, people just, like, aren't really in the mood for it anyways. Yeah. And, and, like, he said that, like, on top of that, the crowd is just being shitty. And, like, everybody that was going up there before him was just getting, like, bombing. And, and he was, like... And it was people that I've seen do well every other place. He's like, this crowd was just being shitty. So he just came out, like, from square one. It was just shitting on the crowd for, like, a solid fucking, <laughs> like, had to be 30 minutes. Like, it's full set. He doesn't do his actual set. He just shits on everybody in the crowd for, for the full amount of time he was supposed to be on stage. Mm. Oh, it's fucking great. Um, uh, but, yeah. Boy, where, what were we talking about? <laughs> Like we were talking about like comedy stuff, but we can stick with the fit with Philly and Philly moves in our okay. next next topic, All right. uh, which is uh, NBA free agency signings. Right. Um, right. And specifically, well, I, I mentioned Philly because they signed Dwight Howard, which was a little weird, but okay. uh, they signed Dwight Howard, and then they also signed Danny Green and a bunch of other guys. But we can go down. I, I got like a list of like a couple of guys, the biggest guys that okay. signed deals or made deals. So the first one, you know, Anthony Davis, he opted out of his player option for the Lakers. But I think he's going to stay, right? I right. Think I see him signing a long-term deal. I think he's just trying to sort of get it set up where he can get, like... The most geez, amount of money right when, like, a salary cap jumps or anything like that. Jeez, what, what would you... Like, dude, like, what do you... Like, not even, like, on a total year, but what do you think Anthony Davis is worth a year? Like, if Russell Wilson... No, Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook is getting 40, and some dudes are getting 35, like, he's got to be, like, 45... they're not going to give him 50, but he's worth at least 50, right? Right. I don't know what the... Here's the deal. The best NBA players are worth more than the max. Like, the salary cap is a hindrance to the best NBA players. Like, you're trying to tell me that, like, LeBron is, like, was never worth more than what he was getting paid at the max? You know what I mean? At his peak, he was worth, Can you imagine... 70, dude? Can you imagine, like... Can you imagine if base, uh, basketball players had, like, baseball player money? <laughs> like, where there were no salary mm. caps, right? 
it would and be there's, you know, there's fewer players or more money. Right. Um, I mean, I remember, you know, well, Miami. You know, maybe the Knicks would have struck out on every single free agent. <laughs> they just dumped the ball out. Like, <laughs> like, how much money can you turn down, LeBron? Because we like the Knicks is owned by the guy who owns Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I'll he's never been more like... flux with cash, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you fifty percent of, of ticket revenue, bro. <laughs> I'll give you all the hot dog stands on 34th and 3rd and <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> um, uh, you know, because I think Miami was when he, you know, LeBron, peak LeBron, we can all agree is like, what, 2013? Right. Did you agree? Like, right? Or, you know, well, his peak is still going on, but his peakiest peak is two, you know, when he was like, when he was Miami, he was like 2013 Miami, he was like 290, dude was nuts. They got him for like three years for 60 mil? No, nah, like, like, dude, what the hell? Like, what? The hell? Oh my god! Now that, that's Harrison Barnes money now, right? <laughs> right. Like, god. Oh. So you know, yeah, if he so, didn't he, like, you know, if endorsement money was a thing, he'd be sick every year, bro. He'd be like, no, oh, these god. motherfuckers making more. <laughs> dude, like, I'm fucking, I'm the greatest player, best ones. No, but yeah, and so um, oh, so, so he's gonna Barnes. <laughs> Barnes money. He's he, we got no. dinner. He's like, I'll pick up the check. What the fuck? <laughs> I hear some barns trying to pay for my meals. This is horse shit. Yo, real quick though, I kind of wish that was a thing. Like, can you imagine, like, if you got like peak LeBron, like, just making less money than like trash players bro how many times do you think he would have <laughs> well, went out of his way to dunk on harrison Bush or like dunk on gordon hayward bro it's the show a yeah. fucking rap dude my, the funniest thing i i think is on twitter um one of the guys troll uh i think it's tyler something but he goes by troll weathers on there anytime that the nfl gives out a huge contract like it'll be like you know, uh, who's a DeAndre Hopkins, you know, got four right. years, 120 mil. And he's like, wow, dude, now he gets, you know, he's getting Timothy Mozgov money. Cool. Right. <laughs> like, he's getting, you know, Pascal Siakam's going to be able to buy him dinner now. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like one of the best players in the NFL and they're getting like mid tier NBA money. Oh God, you're right. Oh, um, it's, it's, it's a shame. Like that's athletes are like NBA players are getting screwed and NFL players are getting even more screwed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of other deals, um, I know. Well, they haven't not in trades, but just re, you know renewals. Um, Darren Fox got a big deal. Uh, Donovan Mitchell got a big deal. Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, all these guys got like you know the max. I think it's like four years, one ninety, four years, one eighty, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then oh, Gordon Hayward signing with Charlotte. For the most ignorant amount of money anyone has ever played for. <laughs> Jesus Someone Christ. like coming off like an almost career ending injury and has not been good since then. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a Michael Jordan move. Who, who they signed somebody else? They signed somebody else that people were like, what the hell is he thinking? I'm scrolling through this fucking list right now. I'm going to find it. They, um, they signed Bismack somebody Biombo. else. But Bismack Biombo yeah, is Bismack, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I think he signed for the minimum. So it's like it's like one of those players where it's like he was fine. You know, like he's not gonna set the world on fire, but then he's not necessarily setting the 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 um the checkbook on fire. Right. Mike Connolly declining his uh his player option. He's like, No, no, y'all y'all can keep playing me, you know, thirty mil. <laughs> yes. Fred uh, Van Fleet getting like eighty mil, good for him. Yeah. Uh fucking Michael Carter Michael Carter Williams uh signed with the Orlando Magic. Um as I was it has been previously pointed out to me, um, rookie of the year. 
Uh, Michael Carter Williams won Rookie of the Year as rookie year. in two thousand nine. Is Syracuse right? Michael Carter Williams, Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he won. He's been terrible like his whole career, but apparently won Rookie of the Year. It's like um, um what's his name? Who in twenty thirteen. Um, Mike Evans. Remember Mike Evans? Mike Evans? No. Uh, Tyreek Evans. Yeah, Tyreek Evans. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got Rookie of the Year and then just kind of went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he signed with the Magic. I don't, it doesn't even say what he signed for because they're not paying him any serious money for that. Um, <laughs> Montrez Harrell signing with the Lakers. Oh yeah, and then fucking did you see Patrick Beverly like put put the like puke emojis next like when it was announced? <laughs> oh my god! Um, yo, shout out to the Knicks. Uh, we we signed Austin Rivers, uh, which I'm like, I don't really. I mean. How good is Austin Rivers really? But then, as I mentioned last week, we kind of need whatever we can get at this point. And he's, like, not a terrible player. Um, yeah. We like, did, unfortunately, like, yeah. sign Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, who I constantly make fun of in, when he was in Charlotte. So now he's on my fucking team. <laughs> Somebody called him the Kentucky Knicks because they have, they have uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, uh, Knox, Randall, Nerlens, and Quickly. I don't even know who the hell Quickly is. Apparently, Theo Pinson signed with the Knicks, so uh, we'll have to root for Um Yeah, there's Austin Rivers on there. Um, Rondo signed with the Hawks for some reason. Bro, I'd have just retired yeah. instead, bro. You just yeah, got to yeah, like, go. The guys that, it, I don't know. Like it, What I was confused about was the guys who left L.A., who are well, I don't think they were gonna. I don't think they were going to re-sign Rajon Rondo anyways. I think, you know, they picked up. God, they picked up a decent Oh, that guy. Um, the guy from uh, OKC? OKC. Uh, Dennis, Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder? Yeah. They yeah. picked him up. I don't think they were planning on re-signing him anyways. But my point is that, like, if you're Rajon Rondo and you just won a ring in L.A., if you're not going to get signed to another championship contender, just wrap it up, bro. Like, why right. do you, you want to go hang out with the Hawks? And then I say that, but then literally as I was saying it, I looked at this fucking list, and it said two-year, $15 million, And I was like, I guess I'd just go play on the Hawks. Like, <laughs> and live in Atlanta, one of the best cities in the country? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? It was like, why would you do that? And it was like two years for $15 million. Yeah, I'd probably play whatever fucking team you wanted. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, but, but I guess if I'm rich, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I can live in L.A., for like the veteran minimum, give me half a mil. I'll live in LA. I've already got two rings, right? He's not doing the Vince Carter, David West thing, right? Where he's trying to get that last ring on the squad. He's just like, he can coast the rest of the way. Right. But again, Atlanta is paying him two more years, than the veteran minimum. Mil, right. Yeah, and, and he's, again, gets to live in Atlanta. So. And Fuck again, it. he gets 15 million. <laughs> Fuck it, I might do it too. Yeah, the Dwight Howard one was weird. I didn't look into what happened there, but apparently he tweeted out like, "LA, I'm coming back. I love it here." And then he signed with the with the uh, 76ers. I think there was like a misunderstanding with the like the contract stuff. <laughs> he, he got a letter in the mail, thought it was the Lakers, was like, "I'm coming back to LA." And then he signed it and they were like, "This is for the 76ers." He was like, "Fuck." <laughs> He's like, "This is your directions for ring ceremony. This isn't a contract one." DeMarcus Cousins apparently signed a one-year deal with the Houston Rockets. But, like, mm. Harden's never going to hand you the ball. Like, like I, if that's two people that all they ever do is just fucking pound the ball into the pavement and just fucking, mm. like, throw it up. I, that, I, I don't even know why you'd show up. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of this week of, of that video of him when he was with the Kings. And he's like, this is getting ridiculous. I just want people to see that this is ridiculous. I mean, I'm serious. This is ridiculous. 
Oh God. I I wonder. So I wonder if he got a ring with the Lakers because he was on the team or something. And like it's like um, I don't think he was this last year, was he? I, I, I see that I don't know. So I like I hope he did because it. It, did Demarcus Cousins get a ring? All right, hold on. I've typed in did D E M A R very first name that popped up. Come up, Demarcus Cousins get a ring? <laughs> did he? No. It's... Oh, oh, <laughs> Google. <dude>. <laughs> Google, yo, I'm sending this to you right now. Look at what Google just told me. I'm going to post this. No, is <laughs> Why is this so disrespectful? You type in, so you know how like sometimes, this is just for the audience, sometimes when you like look up something on Google, it'll just give you an answer. Like it doesn't post the link. It's just like, here's your answer. I typed in, did DeMarcus Cousins get a ring? And that shit at the very top, Google says, no, comma, zero. Like... <laughs> Oh man, God, no rings. Um, it just wanted to make it explicit. It's like no, and he has zero. By the way, why I'm gonna tweet this out after this. It'll be like disrespectful. Why did they? Why did they do my man to Marcus Cousins like that? And I feel so bad for him because I, you he know, was he good. Tore, he got he got he the problem. So good. He he had some problems with George Carl, um, which well, a, he, a he, lot George of players. George Carl's also a piece of shit. Yeah, man. a lot of players have problems with George Carl. Um, and then <laughs> there's a, there's a clip to Marcus Cousins talking to Matt Barnes, I think on like Matt Barnes podcast, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, they mentioned like, what is the greatest or no, they were like worst basketball coach you've ever had. He's like George Carl straight up. And other guys, he's like, Marcus Cousins is like one of the best basketball minds I've ever been around. Worst coach, easy George Carl. <laughs> like, they're like he knows basketball, but mm-hmm. he's a dickhead. Like, he's a dickhead. George, George <laughs> Carl, bro, he's awful. But but I think Demarcus Cousins could have been fine in the right spot. But then he, and then there was the experiment with him and Anthony Davis in, in New Orleans, which mm-hmm. and then like every here's the deal, the whole like everything's going small ball. Why did you get two big centers? Is different when your centers are like Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? Yes, when they Except can Anthony, pop out and shoot threes consistently. Right. And, and Anthony Davis isn't just big. He like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like Dwight Howard, as big as he is, has never been able to bully someone in the post. Like it's just mm-hmm. not his game. You know what I mean? But like, if you tried to put Draymond Green on Demarcus Cousins, he was gonna score eight times out of ten. You know what I mean? Like, right. we Draymond about Green last week. is not big enough to to guard him. Yeah, exactly. That picture where he's like a tree trunk. <laughs> yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is like looks like he's trying to fucking push a building over. Like, to, yes, exactly. Yeah, Demarcus see, Cousins thinking about what he's gonna eat after the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, see, like for me, like that deal. I don't want to say it made sense because you know it is, but you know, it, it's like that could have worked if it didn't talent. get hurt. Right. Right. Like the talent. I think for both of them, when they were at that time, the talent is so good. Like you, you kind of just put them out there at the same time and just hope, right, hope that it works. Right, like, and, and it think... could have, and, and and like we never really got to see if it would work or not because like yeah. it didn't work super great at the beginning, but none of those team ups ever do early. You no. know what I mean? No, um, no, yeah, there's always growing pains. Right, and then he got fucking hurt, and the whole thing yeah. was over, and, and you know we, we never really got to see what would happen. And since then, Demarcus Cousins hasn't really been himself, or well, he's been yeah. a shell of himself. Yeah, because I think wasn't it the first one was in Achilles, right? I can't remember if it was Achilles first or ACL first. Right, but it, it, I think it was, it was ACL first. Devastating injuries each time. Like. Yeah, but each time, yeah, the kind of stuff that you know they kill horses over. Yeah, right? the, like, the, yeah, the kind of stuff that like people invest in deer antler spray. Yeah, this is right. going to be the deer antler spray podcast. 
Um, <laughs> we're gonna get a sponsorship for Deer Antler yeah. Spray. Did you see that tweet of the turkey? It, it was like sliding, and it was like it looked like Ray Lewis. No, <laughs> what? There's like a, somebody took a picture of a turkey in an oven, and it was like it, it's like standing up, and its leg is out, and it's like this looks like Ray Lewis. <laughs> God. Here, 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 here. Um, go through and give your thoughts on one, and I'll find the tweet on another signing. Uh, on another signing, I mean, again, the the Knicks are looking bad. Um, and we signed a couple people. At least we didn't pay like ignorant amounts of money. We didn't pull a, a Michael Jordan and Charlotte. Um, let me look through this list again because now that I've you know fucking Google's telling me explicitly no, no, Marcus uh, <laughs> Cousins did not win a ring. Um, oh, uh, Chris Paul to the Suns. Oh, I think we touched oh, on yeah. that one. That was like one of the first ones that happened. That's not bad. <laughs> you saw the picture. You saw the tweet. Yes, bro. Like when he's doing his stupid fucking. What do they call that dance? I I really don't. I think the, he ever gave it a name. He's the, just the Ray Lewis dance. dance. But either way, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is sliding just like Ray Lewis. That's also getting posted on the Daily Um <laughs> I fucking. Mm-hmm. I fucking. Um, I, I, was, we were, I was playing a video game. I think I was playing Batman or something. And I, I beat like a hard level. And Sydney was in the room. And I did the Ray Lewis dance. Like the slide, slide. And, and then the like, knee up and like, arms like, twice his hands. Yeah. Like the shake, handshake thing. She was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, <laughs> I was like it's the Ray Lewis dance. She was like, the Ray what? What was that? What is that? Why did you do that? <laughs> the only other, like, the, the, so I got this one from a friend. Shout out to Sean. Um, but like. He used to do it all the time because he was a Chargers fan. But, like, now, like, sometimes when I beat something that's ridiculously, like, hard, I do the fucking Sean Merriman lights out, like, where he, like, pops his hand and throws the punch. <laughs> I remember we used to say that that's the steroids hitting. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, fucking, if I get over something that's too difficult, bro, get one of those. God, the Sean Merriman. I think it was just called Lights Out. Uh, yeah, Lights Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yo, he's, uh, is he, I feel like he did MMA for a short period of time. Yeah, right? so like, he was like, defensive rookie of the year, he was like pretty good in his first year, and then he got busted for steroids, and then he kind of was never the same, which I think happened, I the same why. thing happened to, um, what was the guy's name, Brian Cushing, remember him from the yeah. Texans? He was defensive rookie, and I know he was defensive rookie of the year, and he got busted for steroids, and then he was never the same after that, so. Yeah, hmm. I wonder, wonder why. Um, wonder, wonder why, wonder why. But anyway, so all of these signings is to say, like, I, I think, I, you, you kind of really don't know until they hit the court. I think right. some guys, you know, some guys are guaranteed to do great, like Anthony Davis, you know, the, the, the big top stars guys, regardless. And some guys, I think, you know, grow under the, um, under the system there, or who they play with. Like, I think uh, I saw some stat that like three or four guys that played with the Mavs this year with Doncic. They hit like their career highs in threes mm-hmm. because of the you know because of the space he creates. So you know some I, I think the big guy signings are important because I think those are franchise changing. Mm-hmm. The small guys I think some you know most of that is just luck. Most of that is how they fit into the system and you know it, it it's hard to make a prediction off of those small guys until they play. Right. Yeah. I mean, Danny Green is probably just going to keep throwing up bricks wherever he's at now. Um, right. Yo, he fell off so hard. I think he's still good. I think that, I think toward the end there, there was something up. I think now he's with Daryl Morey and his system in, in the, at the 76ers. I think it's going to be a lot of, um, what's his name, Embiid kicking out. Um, I guess I could, you know what? I'm going to make a prediction. I say, I think he's going to hit his, not his most threes, but he's going to have his best percentage of threes. 
And I think Embiid's going to have his career high in assists, which I don't think is that high, but I'm going to go ahead and give those two predictions, and we'll check back in however many months. I, the only, Ben Simmons is still in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how Embiid's going to kick it out when Ben Simmons is already in the paint. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, yeah they're ben both Simmons, clogging the paint yeah, in there. Yeah. Embiid might be the one catching Ben Simmons' dish outs for three. Because Embiid, for some reason, continues to take threes like he's a good shooter and he's not. But my guess <laughs> is they're going to fucking double down on it with the Daryl Morey system. Mm. But um, but anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the NBA behind for now. Um, and our last topic we'll touch on briefly is that Wonder Woman... Um, move to HBO Max, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, um, Wonder Woman 1984, which was originally scheduled for this past June, got pushed uh, um, to... It's going to be on HBO Max and theaters December 25th, so on Christmas. Okay. Um, but it was only it's only going to be on HBO Max for a month. Okay. So, I don't quite know why. And I feel it's like... Weird, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I don't know why, so, a couple of things here. So, the first one is that they had originally scheduled this movie for last December, but they had pushed it because they didn't want it to go up against Star Wars Episode yeah. Nine. Even though, even though there are plenty, 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 plenty of examples of movies going up against big movies in the month of December and still doing well because of Christmas, because of the New Year's. Off the top of my head, I can think about like Jumanji, mm-hmm. the first rock one. It came out the same year, the same weekend, or maybe a weekend after of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And if you look up the box office, Jumanji is like the twentieth highest grossing movie of all time. And when Avatar came out, Sherlock Holmes, the one with Robert Downey Jr., came out, mm-hmm. and then uh, and Alvin and the Chipmunks movie came out, and both of them were huge. Okay. So I don't, so, yeah. So there, there's there's but it, I guess they just thought we'll put it out in June. It'll make more money. Of course, that didn't happen. So they pushed yeah, I bet it. they're killing themselves. Oh my that gosh, dude! It's like imagine if you swap swapped out a quarterback for a shitty quarterback in fantasy, and he cost you the game. Except imagine you losing a billion dollars. <laughs> That's what that feels like. So yeah, it'd be like yo. Here's what it is. Like you <laughs> on on Sunday morning. You see that your starting quarterback of Patrick Mahomes is going against the number one defense in the nation, and you're mm-hmm. like, I-, I can't start him. I have to start so and so, right? I have to start. Uh, what's a super average quarterback? Uh, right like now? Sam Darnold against the easiest shitty yeah, one. Sam Darnold against like nothing, right? Like against like yeah. the 26th I- defense in the league, right? But yeah. you forget to check and. No, you know what? Game starts, very first play, Sam Darnold breaks both of his legs and his neck. And and you're like, what's supposed to happen? It's like, bro, you're locked in. Sorry, buddy. Like, And He's then Patrick like Mahomes in, still pops off. Like, Regardless, and you're like, damn it. Yeah, and then again, it costs you a billion fucking dollars. It costs you a billion dollars. You get to pay off the rest of your life. And so they moved it to June, and then they've been sort of kicking it down the road ever since. You know, that so they were like, it's going to come out in August. Now it's going to come out in November. Now it's going to come out on Christmas Day. And it's still going to come out on Christmas Day because, you know, as unlikely as this sounds, there are some theaters still playing and people still go. I mean, not as much as before, of course. Like, I think it's just like a tiny, tiny fraction of it, but people still go. And they also moved it to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. But only for a month. And so what I'm thinking is that they probably don't have as many subscribers as they had hoped. Or maybe they got a bunch when it first started. And then they just haven't been getting many month to month. Right. 
Um, and so this is basically, I guess, just so that people will see it a month and they'll want to sign up. And then eventually, you know, hopefully by February, they think people will be better. But then this just got announced like a week or two ago. And that's around the same time that they said that there's going to be like the vaccines have been promising and they're hoping to get them out by the end of this year, start of next year. So my think my thing is well, just hold on to the movie and wait and just keep putting out like you know like shitty like whatever comedies or horror Jason Blum horror movies you were gonna come out put those on HBO Max you know yeah it's it's yeah I don't know why you wouldn't just hold on to it at this point you know what I mean like if you're gonna make the decision to to put it out for a month to try and help your theater numbers you know and, and cut it off in a month like why don't you just wait. You know, like, right. just wait and then just it, it, here's the deal if you were if you decided like it no matter what this just has to come out now and then you put it on HBO Max that makes sense but if you're gonna do this like one month thing to then still try and you know for, like uh, salvage some sort of theater revenue like just wait then yeah, like, yeah just wait then and and it's also like the, it's sort of what I've been seeing what I saw you know for Black Friday stuff where people are like, Black Friday is COVID's, you know, latest, I don't want to say casualty, but latest thing that has collapsed under COVID. I'm like, okay, yes, but that doesn't mean that people aren't going to come back next year. Like, right. they're, you know, people, and this, people say the same thing about theaters. They're like, the, you know, people, you know, the, the theater experience is dead because of COVID or like, ugh, I keep saying like fucking dead ones. I don't mean to say that. I mean, like, it's, it's dwindling because of COVID. And it's like... Or it's dwindling. COVID is just another sort of, you know... Nail in the coffin. I can't think of... Oh. I don't want to say that either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't think of it. It's like, but it's like, yes, because of the virus. It's like people are saying the shutdowns are killing restaurants. I'm like, no, the virus is killing the restaurants, right? <laughs> right. Like, it, you, we can, you can blame stuff on the virus. People aren't going Black Friday shopping as much because of the virus. But then next year, they might still. People yeah. aren't going to movie theater because they're not open. They're not going to movie theater because there's a virus, right? right. Like, it's, it's okay to blame stuff on the virus. I think the reason why people don't do that is because there are enough assholes out there that, like, restaurants are open and people are going and eating inside. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And so, it's like, so, like, if you, did, if you did open up theaters, like, I'm sure they'd do well. I mean, a lot of people would die, but I'm sure the theaters would do well. I mean, yeah. So. And I, actually, um, my girlfriend and I, she lives right next to a mall, which has a movie theater. And a couple of weeks ago, we actually went to the theater, but we picked up concessions because I know that's where... They mostly get their stuff. Yeah. And we just took the concessions back home and ate and watched a movie there. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I miss movie popcorn. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, that, that's, that's a cool option to have because she lives yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would go. Like, you drive like 20 it. minutes out and then drive 20, 20 minutes, minutes back to... with popcorn that's no longer warm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that, and that's what I was like, all right, move. It's fucking right. cool. Right. Like the butter has just cooled. Like. I, I told her, I was like, all right, we're going to go to Target first, but then we're going to go to the movies, and we got to just, like, go, 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 go home, okay? Because you cannot <laughs> You're like, I'm get this sit, popcorn. Like, I'm going to sit in the back seat. We're going to put the popcorn in the front passenger seat, and we're going to turn the heat warmers on. Oh, the seat warmers on. <laughs> eat that shit high and toasty. <laughs> You're going to put every air back. vent in this shit. You're going to pump the heat all the way up and point all the air vents at this fucking popcorn. Exactly. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so, to, yeah, Wonder Woman. Go into the streaming. Um, it's actually, um, we mentioned a couple weeks ago that Disney and Pixar had moved Soul, their movie that was going to come out in June as well, to uh, Disney+. Plus. Right. And that one, they, I don't think they're releasing in theaters at all. That one's straight up just like, it's going to be on the service. Like, that's just what it is. You don't have to pay extra, but the, it's just like on there. Right. Um, and then I think this week I saw there were rumors about um, Warner Brothers 
trying to shop the King Kong versus Godzilla movie. Okay. Um, and Netflix had offered 200 mil, but I think Warner Brothers wanted it to be on HBO Max. And that's one where I'm like, so like, I watched the King Kong movie that came out a couple years ago and the Godzilla ones. But dude, like those, like, I'm just trying to be like, just save those. Save right. them. Because those are going to look so cool in movie theaters. I need you to save them, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about In the Heights or, you know, Conjuring 5 or It 3 or whatever you got down the pipeline that's like a big, going to be a big hit. Put those on HBO Max, but save King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> save the big movies for the theaters. Right. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely see that. But, but then from their standpoint, like, the revenue's not going to be nearly as high on King Kong versus Godzilla, you know? <laughs> like, right, right, yeah. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's that's not, the but... one that the experience of, you know what I mean, you'd rather yeah. have in a, in a theater. It's like for me, I'm just like, just save it for me, Evercastro, I'll go see it. <laughs> Mail me an individual reel of that movie. I'll set up the projector in a movie theater by myself and just let me play that shit solo. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, so sort of a little bit of story time. That's what I used to do when I worked at, uh, when I was in school, I worked at the, at the student union. And so my job was the tech job. So, you know, every weekend I would put on these free movies that the, that the local activities board would rent out, which was the best job I ever had. I loved it. Like if there was a job that was ever up my alley, it was projecting movies every Friday and Saturday. Right. And so what that meant is that I had keys to the building. Oh, shit. And so what I would do is that I would, um, I would like whenever there was a big movie trailer, like for Star Wars, like when the, the when the movie trailer, the movie trailer for the Star Wars Episode Five came out, I literally it came out when I was in class, and I was like, okay, okay. It, it the class ended. I sprinted to the union. I lo- unlocked the doors, locked them behind me, turned on all the system, the stereos, the TVs, things, <laughs> set up, watched the trailer by myself in the middle of the movie theater with the sound all the way up. <laughs> and I was like, so that was the greatest five minutes of my time of my life. That was amazing. Like my own little movie theater. And of course, you know, did, I did you watch the trailer where it fucking spoiled it? And you were like, yeah, this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is back when I used to watch trailers. I don't watch them anymore. But I was literally like, if the janitorial stuff comes in, I'm just telling them I'm testing the sound out. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> How many times did you have to use that? Oh, luckily they never came in. Right. <laughs> um, but um, but you were mad that, paranoid anyways. Yeah, all the time like, oh, they're coming in. And they used to see me all the time. So by the end, I felt okay because I, I could just sort of like lie a little bit. But the, oh, that was the best job ever because we would get the movies and DVDs. And so every week to make sure that they worked, I had to test them out. And so what that meant was that I could watch them by myself in this empty movie theater and get paid for it. So I would clock in at noon. I would like dilly-dally for a half hour. I would put the movie in. I would watch it for an hour and a half, and then I would dilly-dally half hour after, and I would get paid for two and a half hours, and I would get to watch this movie by myself <laughs> in the movie yeah, theater, test it out. Get paid for it. Get paid for it. I think what movie was it? That I, used to, I used to do it with all these movies. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I remember I just watched Dallas Buyers Club by myself in a movie theater that I was getting paid to watch for it. And I was like, that was a great movie. And I was able to pause it and unpause it whenever I wanted. <laughs> God, Yo, you were like, like you, the fucking next movie was like three hours long. You're like, yes, this is a fucking yes. banger of a paycheck for this one. And, Okay, and so then I, I didn't mention this, but I was on the activities board that picked the movies. So basically, I got to pick the movies that then I would pay myself on the other <laughs> side to show. If that makes any sense. So, Damn. so I worked at the You're student like, I union. I need a little more money this week. I'm going to pick the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I would be like, they'd be like, you know, in my committee, people would want to pick certain movies. And then I would sort of 
I mean, I would. They would. They usually we lined up in our interest because it was the same sort of. We were very similar in what we wanted to watch. Right. Um. But it would always be because they were also big movie fans and movie buffs like me and movie nerds. They would. We would all pick the movies that were like Oscar movies and stuff and like movies right. that I wanted to watch. So I'd be like, we'd be in the committee. I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and watch. Uh, let's do Whip, Whiplash next weekend or whatever weekend. Right. And then I would go on the other side, which is the employee side of the union. Oh, uh... and then we get to watch Whiplash and get paid for it. God, that's great. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, you you work in the system. I, I yeah, it. yeah, it's every time I tell people or I, I, I tell Sydney that story, it, it reminds me of the American Dad bit where he's drunk and he's talking to Francine, his wife, and he was like. I was flush with cash. <laughs> I was closer to God than I've ever been. And she, she goes, Stan, I don't want to hear about the sixth grade again. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. uh, that was the best job I ever had. God, that was the best. Because, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't doing anything bad. I just managed to get into both roles and then just do what I needed to do to be in both roles. But it was just like, God, I got to pick Everything the Everything worked out perfectly, them. yeah. Yeah. My best job was, I don't have one. All my jobs have been terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I once did, was fixing someone's cable when I worked for Time Warner. And I walked huh. to their house. I asked where the remote was. They were like, oh, it's right over there. And it was sitting right next to a crack pipe on the table, bro. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, you just kind of, yeah, I walked in. I did, I did cable in one guy's house. I had, had to do an install. Walked in, bro. <laughs> he was in the middle of doing a drug deal on the phone, bro. I was like, just going to keep my shit cool. Just gonna... <laughs> Yeah. He was like, did you hear any of that? He's like, nope, nope. Didn't hear anything. Nope, nope. I don't, you don't have to kill me. <laughs> Yo, and the thing was, it's like, I... I was training, so there was a guy with me, right? And I was like, after we got done with that, I walked mm-hmm. out and I was like, I feel like dude should have been more careful. And he was like, why? We're cool. We're not snitches. I was like, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> like, we could have been anybody, bro. He could have just, he could have been making this drug deal on the phone and we could have walked out and I could have immediately been like, police, help, police, help. And then, and then your trainer was probably like, brought a switch like, are you a snitch, Tyler? Should I be careful with you? But just, like, <laughs> I like, couldn't I couldn't get it through the guy that was training me in his head. Like he was like, nah, but obviously we're not gonna switch snitch. And I was like, I understand that. Obviously, but he snitch. doesn't know that. Like <laughs> we were just two random dudes that walked into his apartment. He was like, gotta get the drug deal off of him. <laughs> what if he was what if he was just like trying to show off? You know, I, like I he's, no not, idea. he's not even doing a drug deal. He's just trying to show off to the yeah, to the guys installing his cable, and he's like, God, "These guys gonna think I'm cool, man." I mean, I, I think I've told you the story about my, you know, our mutual friend Sean walking home from school. Right? Maybe. What was so it? if I've told you, I might have. I think I have, but just if it does, just let me know. But when our friend Sean and I, we were in middle school, I think he his grandma used to live close to where i used to live so we would walk home from middle school together okay. or high school early high school and so what would happen is we would be walking home and there'd be these like elementary school kids or maybe young middle school kids that would always be in front of us and because we were older we would always just go around them because we would walk faster right down the street and so what would happen is that sean and i would be walking we'd be talking nerdy shit we'd be like wow did you watch the, the lakers play man man like we played halo blah 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 and then when we got to close enough to within hearing distance of the kids i'd be like sean man that girl was all over me man she was like becky get away trina is my girlfriend not you becky and then i would kiss becky while trina watched like that kind of stuff <laughs> And then when we got out of the kids, uh, you know, here, uh, like eyesight or, you know, hearing distance, 
we'd be like, okay, they're, okay. Anyway, <laughs> back to Halo. They, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh god, I once saw Sean almost punched an elementary, a middle schooler as he ran by. That's unrelated. Sean, me and Sean were walking just uh-huh. to where we parked down near the post office. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just like this one middle schooler, like came running up behind us but he was like alone so it was it like we were just walking and all of a sudden sean's heard like 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 someone like running up on him and he immediately turned and like had one fist up like he was ready to punch someone and then the kid didn't notice and the kid just ran by us i turned to look at him i was like were you about to punch that middle schooler he's like look thought somebody was running up on me yes i was ready to go it's like damn Sean, I don't know you were like that. <laughs> it's like the, the have you seen there's like a video where like a guy so he's like it's like everybody's in a house and the lights are off and then he walks in the front door and some they flick the light and they go surprise and the guy pulls oh, out a gun. Yeah, have you seen that? Gets, and he's like ah, and it just like tucks he pulls it back, it back in his the... pocket and a dude goes whoa whoa wait wait. <laughs> God, I love that. Yeah, it's exactly what that was. Yeah, he's like startled. The light comes on. He immediately he's like, like the gun is he out. He really pulls out the gun and like he, points it around. Yeah, he's like, like surprise. Yeah, he, I don't think he like quite points it around yet, but he's like has it like ready to go. And then you're like he's like ha, he, like kind of like laughs it off and just tucks the gun back in <laughs> mm-hmm. oh god Whew. yeah that's exactly what it was oh god but yeah no um <sighs> but we'll, we'll call that the episode um, yeah, yeah so if you want to catch me on uh twitter instagram you can catch me at t money bags uh, and i'm at ever castro 92 and if you want to catch the podcast directly you can get us at diff animals pod on instagram and twitter or you can email us directly at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And then I do want to add, um, next week is a topic that I always do on Facebook that I always get excited about, which okay. is my favorite songs of the year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I'll be looking forward to that um, yeah. on next week's episode. Definitely. Um, so we'll definitely catch that on next week's episode. So be ready um, and, and stay tuned. So stay safe, mm-hmm. stay entertained, and we'll catch you all next week. See you guys. Peace.